Hi guys, welcome in to Sports Cards Nonsense. Hello. <laughs> and Just, goodbye. We're done. Okay. Fastest po- <laughs> okay. Guys, it's Thursday. Welcome to the show. NFL draft, soccer. What else do you want? Chris Ryan's coming on. That's exciting. I learned it's a big day. as I was Googling Chris, he is a big timer here. He's been at the ringer since it started, editorial director. Anything with I think I think Andy. Uh Andy. Why can't Andy. I think of Andy's last name? Andy oh, Sandberg. Andy, Andy from The Office. Andy from The Office. Bernard. Oh my. Andy Bernard. The Nard Dog said it best. It has director in the title. He's seen over a thousand films. So him and Dwight conversation. Rewatchables starring me and Jesse. Starting, starting right now. Right now. Uh, yeah. So Chris Ryan's joining us. Uh, I know you guys have a ton of soccer, football questions, whatever you want to call the sport. I don't care. Chris is the dude to go to. So we're excited he's going to join us. That's going to be the majority of the show. I'll be honest. We got some crap to talk about early, but we're going all football. Um, a little bit of a somber day. We don't have any video here. Uh-oh. Brady is laying next to me. He is oh upstairs, God. which is a no-no, but Hannah took Griffey for a ride today. She's going, oh, no. doing some errands, doing some they stuff. They separated. She took the little pup. This one would not move from the front door. I was like, dude, I can't leave you here looking pathetic. You come upstairs with dad, give you a little bully stick, you hang out. Brady's for those wanting his- more Brady's dog talk... Li- Leave us a message on our social media. Brady is living his best life ever is the point. So Say more dog talk. No <laughs> dog park excursions this week because it's been raining. I'm still, bummed. I miss my people. We're still I, doing this, huh? <laughs> I got another nine minutes. Just buckle up, pal. It's going to be awesome. Draft talk. All right. NFL draft starts tonight. Um, I've said this before, and I stand by it. I hate draft speculation. Yes. Largely. I just don't care about it. Most yes. of the times, it's nothing but people just making up scenarios that are never going to happen. So that's what we're going to do for the next 10 minutes. I'm excited about it. <laughs> so let's do it. <laughs> I'm pumped. Uh, there's a couple things that came out today. So Schefter talking about, uh, he actually said this on uh, Sports Talk Radio up in Boston yesterday and then tweeted about it a little bit today. People are making a play. He doesn't see it as a huge possibility. But there's some rumors Jimmy G goes back to New England. Um I am not a Jimmy G fan by and large. I think he's made a glass. We talked about this on uh, mm-hmm. Monday with our guest. Yep. Who was on Monday, by the way? I don't even. What are uh, we doing not, here? Let's let's Adam we have, Lefko. No, we're not editing he this. Has, <laughs> we have two shows a week. Why can we not remember guests? Adam Lefko. Adam he, you Lefko. wore a tuxedo for goodness sakes. That's why I can't People remember. People still was, talk about it. I was looking so good. Um, if New England makes a trade for Jimmy G, I would buy his stuff immediately. If we see him get moved to New England on draft night, I'm buying Jimmy G heavy. Him and Belichick have the chemistry. I think he's good enough, and I think the hype would be so so savage around him that if if we see any sort of a move tonight or this weekend, um, especially tonight, though, it seems like if there's going to be a move, it'll happen. I know the money doesn't make sense. They can obviously do stuff there. But if we see Jimmy G move to New England, I love it. I, I don't think there's a chance in the world New England is moving up to take a quarterback in the draft. I just I would be absolutely shocked. I know people are excited about some of these guys slipping to them at 15 or them moving up. I don't think there's a but- chance in the world. If it happens, don't touch your face. I swear to God. But if it happens, it happens. Yeah. I mean, people are excited. So okay. yeah, Jimmy G. I'm a big buy on if he gets moved to New England. I'm not buying him anywhere else for any other reason. Random, okay. but I think we may see him move tonight. A couple other guys like quarterback notes. I sent you the tweet from Schefter. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. Carolina traded Bridgewater to the Broncos. I think for like a sixth rounder. Basically, just got rid of him. Of course, they got Darnold like a month ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did she, I know you just told me this too. What does she have to say about the Darnold thing? Uh, so basically overall thought was that they have picked up the option for the five years on DJ Moore, but they've not done so with Sam Darnold. So it could leave 
an opening for a draft tonight for a QB. Yeah, which is funny because they said they're open to moving the eighth pick. Carolina came out and made that statement. Yeah, I mean, I, I, again, I'm not going to sit here and speculate about what quarterback they take. I would say this: if quarterback, if they don't draft a quarterback tonight, I would, I would actually buy Donald stuff tomorrow. I, I think if they don't really? pick up a first rounder, they move Bridgewater. It's pretty clear yeah. Donald's going to start. I don't think that's a bad buy. His stuff is so far. He is down way over half what he was at the beginning of the season with the hype. He had the Gary V hype too coming into the season. So I don't think that's a bad guy to buy. Um, okay. Again, just going off of like the mock draft stuff, eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, good news potentially for Joe Burrow and Tua, which I like those guys anyways. I don't want to know their... So here's the other thing. Look this up while we're doing this. I don't care mm-hmm. about prison pricing because it's so tough. With PSA shutting down, there's not a ton of comps and there's a low population. Okay. But I am curious. Just give me like a, a a comparison of Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, and Tua mosaic PSA tens. While okay. you do that, I'm going to provide some valuable insight. Please go. Valuable is a strong term there. Do it better. Do it better. <laughs> so the Bengals at five, apparently they're draft uh, supposedly drafting the offensive tackle from Oregon, Sewell, Sewell, Sewell. Yep. I don't know. Supposed to be the best good. offensive offensive guard or excuse me offensive alignment in the draft i like when teams do that if you've got your guy in burrow which i think people think it's pretty clear you do draft stuff to support him especially a quarterback like burrow build up your offensive line they've got some decent skill position players decent not great i think burrow is going to be a good buy um the dolphins at six it's they're talking about uh, jamar chase um moving up to get jamar chase which i think would be awesome if they got a skill receiver for tua i think that'd be a great move um, I say this because I'm curious what those guys' prices are. I know they're both way less than Herbert at this point. What are you seeing like for Mosaic PSA tens for those three guys? So give me Tua, Herbert first. Give me okay. Herbert. Start All at right, the top. So Justin Herbert is going around four hundred. Three, well, three hundred, about three hundred five, okay. three fifty, something like that. So call it three um, and a quarter. Split the difference. What's okay. Burrow doing? So Burrow is doing about. Close to this, no, I, uh, actually, he's doing a little better than that. So, most recently, he did about 320. Okay, um, what are you seeing before that? So, before that, uh, well, that was actually just yesterday, another 320. Um, I mean, they're selling pretty close, huh? They are, yeah, honestly, there's not a huge difference. And plus, there's so many of these, like, he's got a lot of these pink. Yeah, you've got pink, green, you've got the, yeah, the silvers, obviously. There have been a lot of burrows moving, I'll say that much. Like, just in the last, I mean, not to say it's unusual to see one guy sell a lot, but this is a lot just in the last week, like at least 30, 40 different cards. Which um, makes sense to me. I think Burrow's like, I, I don't know many people buying Herbert right now. I mean, he's going to have to have a heck of a sophomore year to, to maintain his pricing. So yeah. if you have Herbert, I don't mind you holding him because I think there's a bump there. Um, the Chargers have a a, a decent team, and they're going to add some weapons. But I yep. do like Burrow because he's a little bit, well, maybe he's not as much as cheaper as I thought. I, I still think Burrow's upside, though, is just as good, if not better. Um, what is Tua then? Is Tua like under 200? So Tua has fallen from uh, from up there. He is about 180, 190. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I actually saw some here, like 150s even, for like just base PSA 10 mosaics, like 145, 150. Yeah. Please so come up a little weekend, bit. Yep, man. I mean, point being with Tua, I don't know. Tua's, Tua's got more a, room to grow. 
You know, and a lot of guys are down on him because he had times last year where he looked like you on a football field, just totally lost. Didn't he break his toe or something? Or his yeah, the hip injury. I don't, I don't remember yeah. the toe. He could have. I know he had the hip. And all those guys, too, coming in, like very little OTA preseason. I mean, COVID shut down so much of that stuff. So I think young guys were at a huge disadvantage than traditionally they would be at. I'm not totally convinced Tua is not going to be a decent starting quarterback. And I think Miami is a much better team than either one of those two guys are on. And if they got like a legit weapon for him, I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of of the camp that Tua and Burrow are not bad buys. I like all those quarterbacks, Tua, Burrow, and Sam Donald. A lot of it depends on what those teams do in the draft, specifically tonight, first round. And Justin Herbert. Yeah, Herbert, I like already. I just, his pricing is so high on stuff. Just, I, you I don't, don't think there's enough room. I don't know. I, I would buy the other two. I think the other guys have, have more room to grow. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. If you're asking me who I would start a team with tomorrow, though, probably Herbert. Yeah, but talent card wise. value. Yeah. But card value. I just I think Burrow is as good as Herbert when he's healthy. We got to see him come back from the knee. But I think you're going to see the Bengals. They were competitive when he played, anyways. You build up the offense around him a little bit. I like that. So okay. yeah, there you go. That is literally as much draft talk as I want to do. I don't we'll recap it on Monday. I'm not going to speculate anymore. And then we'll know. Tom Brady, by the way, not getting traded. So Antonio what? Brown resigned. I did see Antonio Brown resigned with the Bucks. Um, I'm not. I'm still I, not buying Antonio Brown. No reason to. But because he's a he, wide receiver. Yeah, wide receiver. I just Brady spreads the ball out so much. That offense is so talented. It's always going to be spread. Um, okay. That's weird though. The whole Bucks team is back, which is is Gronk back? Oh yeah, is, everybody's back. Okay, he's still there. I don't know. Okay. I, I'm sure they lost one or two guys. I'm not thinking of, but everybody resigned. Are you buying Gronk? I've never. That's I never really question. heard you talk about buying Gronk. I don't know that there's anything he's going to do to make his va- from a collector standpoint. Yes, I have a, actually have a couple of nice Gronk pieces. I love him as a Patriot. I like him with the Bucks now. From a collector standpoint, I think if I had to guess, are his cards value are his card values up or down six months from now? I'd say down. Like Gronk's yeah. going to get injured. He's going to have games where he just doesn't play as much because he's you know limited during the regular season. I don't know how much room there is for growth there. As a collector, though, I think he's great. I think he's a safe buy long-term, because he's going to go down as, if not the best, one of the best tight ends of all time. So it's a safe investment. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't tie up money if I'm trying to buy to flip. No. Okay. All right. So Let's uh, do baseball. Just one note in baseball. Again, I want to save plenty of time for Chris Ryan. I've said again, wait, we got to get the counter going again. Essentially. Again, essentially, I'll mm-hmm. say this. Essentially, again, I'll say this. <laughs> Vlad Jr. is tearing the ball up. Vlad was our straight cash homie by a couple times. We've been pumping up Vlad quite a bit, even going back mm-hmm. as far as the Gary V episode. Um, he hit three home runs Tuesday night. I actually didn't see a stat line last night. Do you have his stats for the season for the last 10 games? Uh, if anything, keep talking, I'll have it pulled up. Phew, I'm going to keep talking. I mean, we all know the guy has some power. About a month into the season, though, I just thought we'd see more of a dip than we've seen. Like, I thought this was going to be the type of guy has a good week, then falls off for two weeks, and is just crazy streaky. He looks like he's going to be a legit power hitter for the... Overreactions, of course, because we're a month in. Sure. But his market's certainly starting to reflect that. Uh, His prices are on the move. But what's nice about him is when you compare him to, you know, obviously uh, the big three, Akuna Tatis, Soto, not even close. So... Mm -hmm. Plenty of room for growth if he keeps up some sort of a trajectory like this. What do you? What are his numbers for the year? Uh, he has like so eight or nine home runs, right? He's got seven home runs. Oh, seven. Um, okay, but he's got nineteen RBIs. And What's he batting? Three forty-six. That's the one that's the most impressive. I I have always yeah. pegged Vlad as being 
It may end up this way by the end of the year, but I always pegged him as being a softball player, like the home run strikeout guy. So he bats 268, but ends with 30 home runs, which is cool. But if you're going to bat like 290, 300, Mm -hmm. and have 30, 40 home runs, that's a weird stat line for the year. So I'm almost to the point now where I'm like, you know what, I've seen enough. I think he might have just a crazy big season. Does that show you his ranks okay. amongst the pros, like in those categories? Or no? Um, if it doesn't, compared, it's fine. Just... No, it doesn't. Okay. Yeah. Still, I seven say, home runs, 19 RBIs, 340 in the month of April. It's pretty sad. He's had a nice increase in value in my uh, Tops Digital account. Oh, yeah, your uh, digital account is killing it, isn't it? It's actually like, I, I think I ended up spending about 600 bucks on it. And What's it it's worth? about 1400 I mean, not... I don't hate I it. Like, I actually have heard some good things about the marketplace there. Did as you hear as, what the premium packs are going for? The ones that were $99 that so I you bought had them for five two, of. Didn't you buy them for $200 like same day? I had day, to go on the secondary market? market, yeah, and buy them for like $2, $250. Um, okay. They are going for about $1,200 right now. Sheesh. I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. But, but I've actually heard good things about the market place like people seem to be mm-hmm. enjoying it um it's i will say this it seems so much better as far as buying and selling uh than any experience i had with top shot like granted they got off to a bad start yeah, and the they haven't had and they haven't had new packs come out so we don't know how it's going to be if they fix that for new packs but the the secondary market experience seems to be going pretty smoothly and just the data in it like it shows me what it's selling at. Like I can just yeah. easily click on it, find what I it's did sold. like that. I mean, we're not getting paid by tops by any means, but no, but I, tops also mentioned to like, yeah, but tops was like, Hey, Ravel's going to come there for the launch. Then we, we, you know, beat him up a little bit after that. Cause the launch was terrible. Yeah. I think tops should send us a player who's coming out in series two. join the show. Talk it up. Let's give you another try. There you go. Jeter. Free, that's all I want. Free invite. Jeter. Uh, I want Sammy Sosa. Now we're talking. So yeah, there you go, go, Tops. I don't know if anybody listens from Tops, but send us somebody. We'll talk about it again. <laughs> Mr. Tops, please. I, I've been pleased with that. Um, yeah. And yeah, if they got the release down, I also am pleased with the values. Like, yes, stuff has increased. It's doing well, but it's not top but shot 200,000. Still My, realistic for some people. So yes, I like that. Um, one other note I wanted to make, well, maybe two. UFC Prism debuted yesterday. First year Prism for them. Oh, yeah. Insane. Eddie pulled a Nunez red auto. He pulled uh, like some super low numbered Connor stuff. That product snapped on Panini's website at eight seventy five a box. Resale on it now is like twelve hundred. I had said a couple oh. weeks ago if you can get it for a thousand or less, like yeah. do it. I, I think those are going to be fifteen hundred bucks and more going. Well, forward. they were they were a thousand bucks on blowout cards, on blowout. and what now are they they're eleven hundred. They've gone up to eleven hundred. That's not yeah. terrible. You still yeah. buy at eleven. Oh, it's tempting. I might buy one and throw in the closet. We'll yeah. see. Okay. Yeah, just a perfect storm. Prism is the product. First year Prism. You also have just a ton of superstars now that like we've never seen before at one time who are more well-known than any other time in the sport. So, yeah, yeah. it's not bad. Bowman okay. broke yesterday as well. 2021 Bowman with the new prospect class. Uh, a lot of color, it seems like, this year, which is good. Color meaning like low-numbered, autographed um, refractors and things like that. Um I think both those products are going to do well. 
I would say this, don't overreact to Bowman. Every year, it seems like with all three Bowman products, it starts strong, it kind of dips after a week or two, and then as it dries up, it really spikes, unless the class is just putrid and it, it's not going to be. So I, I would mm-hmm. just say that. With Bowman, guys, don't overreact if you're holding cases. I, I expect the value to drop a little bit going forward, not because of the product, just it happens every year with Bowman. So I okay. think Bowman's... And I love it because of the, the chrome and paper base aspect. You can still do well even if you don't hit anything. Okay. Whatever. Cool. Someone asked this in the mailbag. I'm going to address it real quick because we're not doing mailbag. We're spending all our time with Chris Ryan. Chris Paul is not winning MVP. <laughs> I, I just don't. You just you saw that in the mailbag and it upset you so much you felt the need well, to call Well, guys are that. like, man, I'm thinking about going real heavy on Chris Paul, MVP. This, I just, you know what? I, I could be wrong. I don't think I am. I think Joker's winning MVP. I think the Nets and Lakers are playing in the in the finals. I don't think the Suns are getting past the Clippers or the Lakers if they play in a series. I think Chris Paul will do what he always does. He will exit the playoffs before making the finals. Not all his fault, but I just think that's the way it's going to go this year. So no, I'm not buying heavy, and I'm certainly not buying Chris Paul right now when people are talking about, hey, look at the MVP-type season he's having. Steph Curry is also not winning the MVP, by the way. Teams like 500. Take, take yeah. a breath, folks. <laughs> yeah, there's no reason to buy either one of those guys right now, whether you're buying okay. the flip or buying the hold long-term. Don't okay. buy either one of them right now. So, whatever. Let's get Chris Ryan in here. Okay, I'm going to break the fourth wall just to hype it up a little bit. For people who are like, oh, soccer, I'm not going to listen. We already recorded the interview, it was people. Good. It's showbiz, okay? And it was good. You showbiz. should listen. It's showbiz. Your your camera is literally <laughs> unbelievably fuzzy right now, and we Why don't have video. Um, <laughs> yeah, we recorded the episode. Uh, we recorded the interview at twelve, and then we kind of put it at the end of the show. It's pretty good. I don't care about the sport. I'm actually kind of tempted, at least from an investor standpoint, to take some plays on the on the uh, guys he had suggested. Yeah. There's also we did not know what we did not know. Please be gentle with us. Yeah, crazy in depth. Um, <laughs> All right, now let's get to it. Hey, Donkey, do your thing first. What are you talking about? Are you oh. out of your head? Oh, my goodness. It's the thing. Hang on. I got to fix the video. If you're Here's not, something. while you're fixing your video, oh, it's releasing okay. tomorrow, by the way, Chronic 2020 Chronicles Football. Oh, okay. I like Chronicles because you get a ton of rookies. You can get them for relatively affordable compared to other products. So, it's not a great super high-end product. I wouldn't hold it forever, but I think it's a good value product. I think you can get into breaks way cheaper than things like Prism and NT or Flawless. Overall, I actually like the Chronicles. I like Chronicles when there's a strong rookie class, which obviously that class is crazy strong. I do like Chronicles. I'll probably get into a couple breaks and rip a little bit with Eddie tomorrow. So there oh, you nice. go. Now, okay. even though you just tried to catch this side. I tried to myself. Man. This is your moment I'm, to shine. People are uh, no, 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 no. I say that. Jesse shined with Chris Ryan. Jesse, Sh- <laughs> there's Brady shaking his collar. Jesse shined so much, I was thinking about leaving. At one point, I took teasing. my headphones off. We're teasing it. I just teased Straight it. Straight cash, homie. A little different. That wasn't terrible. A little different. It was fun. Let's Brady do just, it. Brady just stuck his tongue out. Not pleased. <laughs> he loved Brady it. Brady heard that immediately just started grooming himself. <laughs> there, there that's a, that's a, that's a good sign. That's. In any other species, that's a that's a positive. That's so. a compliment to you. Yep. Uh, I only have two. I know we're supposed to have three. I, I have two. Do it. Just because I'm buying in the hype. The Wizards are still playing really well. Rui Hakamura obliterated AD on a dunk last night. I don't know if this kid's going to be like a star long term. I don't hate his prison for 70 bucks. Prison PSA 10s for 70 bucks. He seems like the type of streaky guy who might give you like a week or two where he's really relevant 
and they play well and they win like they've been winning. I don't know. I He's kind of a long shot guy, but for 70 bucks, I don't hate it. I just think that's a card. If you can get it for 70, 75, as soon as it jumps 20 or 30%, I'd flip it and be done. I'm not holding it long term. I just think it's it's a cool card to get. The Wizards are getting some hype now. They're winning and kind of, you know, locking up that play-in round at least. We've still got time to go, but I don't hate it. 75 bucks, make you 20, 30%, get out. Perfect. Do you have one of these? I should have asked you that. Yeah, I can already tell you don't. Okay. Why would you ask me? I would have offered it. I'm waiting. I actually do have a couple ideas, um, but I want to wait and hear some soccer talk because I might yeah, that include that promising. next that week. sounds promising. Okay. Uh, the other one, 2019, we talked about Vlad. 2019 Topps Chrome Vlad PSA 10s. You can still get them right now for 225 or less. Um, uh, Acuna, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, is doing like 350. Uh, Tatis is back over 400, by the way. Soto, I think, is around 400. I just think if Vlad's going to have another couple of weeks, it's already catching on. That car was trading at a buck fifty, so it has super spiked in the last two to three weeks. I I think that's the type of guy, though, because he's a home run hitter. He's getting some play, some publicity. You know, home runs are like quarterbacks. Home run hitters are like quarterbacks. They drive the market largely. Uh-oh. I don't think that's a terrible buy for 225. So I like those two. I don't nice. have anything for this day in history. I don't want to hear any mailbag. We're doing a mailbag with Chris. We already did it. Let's get to the interview. I'm done. And here's the future off. interview from the past. And here, the DeLorean. <laughs> Chris Ryan, go. All right. The highly anticipated, I don't, I'm going to say guest of the show history. I know. We, I, well, I don't know. Simmons. Well, okay. You know what? Now we've made this <laughs> okay. awkward, Chris. All right. Let's back it. Let's. We took just, it up really high. Now let's back it down just a little. Now we're going to even out. The second highest anticipated guest in sports car not history. That's Chris fair. Ryan. Ryan. That's well Ryan. said right there. Guys, thank um, you so much for having me on. Oh, please. Yeah. When you're the smallest podcast at this massive network that is The Ringer, that Chris was just telling me he has been at since the beginning, we are privileged to have Chris on. Also, we're both morons in many ways. You may not know this. <laughs> yep. Neither one of us know anything about, this is how you know we don't know, we call it soccer. So Football. This is podcast talent helping podcast talent. I don't know anything about cards anymore. You guys don't know anything about soccer or football. And together, we're going to form like Voltron. And then we spin off. We start the Sports Card Nonsense Chris Ryan Network (laughs) that's just centric on football. And we have our next five-year plan right now. We did it. Let's just end the podcast. I was going to say, I'm cutting right now. (laughs) Holy smokes. Um I was telling Chris's off air real quick. I did not know Chris was editorial director, so I had some Hello. Jack Ryan jokes prepared. We're leaving those <laughs> off. We're gonna though. cut it. Cut that. We're, we're cutting the crap. We're getting right. <laughs> in. I do have a question though, Chris. I have heard you're a Philly fan. Is this correct? Uh, yeah, I'm from Philadelphia. Yeah, I'm a Philadelphia fan. Yeah, big basketball fan. Huge Sixers, Sixers? fan. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Eagles is like uh, obviously some highs and lows, and Phillies is just like my my methadone that I just kind of coast on. Can we bring back <laughs> yeah. Donovan McNabb? I loved McNabb as a kid. Whatever yeah, happened to that? That guy? makes one of you. Yeah. <laughs> Donovan McNabb? Okay, that's fair. Uh, well, let me get your opinion real quick on that. Just fill all things Philly, obviously. We're changing the whole show. Next seven years now planned out. Two years. Okay. Just because you don't know about soccer does not mean you can defer this conversation any longer, Mike. <laughs> Last gonna talk, question. We're going to talk about the greatness of Larry Bird for 37 minutes, even though we only have Chris for 20. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Jalen Hurts, fan, not a fan. Yeah, I'm a fan. Uh, I'm, I'm not. Okay. I don't want to see any craziness because we're recording this on Thursday, so the draft's in a couple of hours. I would rather yep. we not, uh, you know, deconstruct our entire rust roster to get a quarterback in the first round. It's like if Justin Fields falls, they're feeling frisky. Sure, that's fine. But I like Jalen Hurts actually. 
Yeah, I, I thought the team like kind of responded well to him. One other quick thing then about Philly. Then we'll get to oh Jesse's anticipated. So I know you're pumped, Jesse, about your fo- football soccer talk. Love it. Uh, Sixers, man, I am historically down on the Sixers in the playoffs because I'm a Boston guy and I'm super biased and I'm a scumbag. But yep. yeah. is Embiid and Simmons getting it done this year? Yeah, what I do- think they'll go to at least the conference finals. I think okay. I think I don't but the, the problem is is that and everybody's been saying this is that that two seed sucks. Yeah, so two like, three. Ugh. They really, really, really have to grind to get that first seed from the Nets because I, I, I would rather not see Jimmy Butler early on. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. The Heat. Yeah, you don't want to mess with that team early. I agree. Miami's a weird team. So uh we're gonna forego the hair jokes. Chris is <laughs> wearing a hat today, but again, that's right. As far always. outranks us. So we are foregoing those jokes. Let's get right into football, Jesse. Take it away. Football. Jesse's well, pumped. I don't really feel like I should be taking anything away, but Chris, you are known for soccer. Why? Yeah. So that's because <laughs> when I joined Grantland uh, back in 2011, so when Bill started the site, the way I basically like blagged my way into a job there was because I had started writing about soccer uh, in like around 2008 or nine. So I like would write. I wrote for a couple of places about the world cup and the euros and would just write here and there. And that was like the need. They needed like an American soccer writer of an American football writer. So I wrote a column for Grantland when I first started there about football, my dad was from England. So it was like kind of like around the oh, house, okay. but when you're know, growing up, you basically really had to work your ass off to be able to watch European football. Cause mm-hmm. it was either go to a bar that was showing it like an English pub that had like a satellite feed or like every once in a while you'd see something. It's not like it is today where there's like four or five cable networks showing pretty much every single match plus all the streaming services. So it's a lot more easy access now. So that's why you're seeing most kids grow up with a favorite football team pretty early on. So were you raised in the States, Chris? Yeah, yeah. I'm from Philly. Like my mom's from New York and everything, but like they but my dad is my dad was British, so he he moved over in, in the 70s. Gotcha. So accessibility then, like just popularity of the sport. From a kid now to when when you were fifteen to a fifteen year old now, not even close. I don't even know that I could name more than three football clubs when I was fifteen. You know, Ooh, and still me today. There yeah, but now like you'd be hard pressed. Like I bet, I bet almost every sports fan high schooler probably has a favorite European football club. If I had to guess, really, where does MLS factor into this? I, I'm I was super ask ignorant. That. Yeah, I, I am super ignorant. Like I grew up playing soccer, of course, until like I was twelve. Like we all just played soccer, but like. Were MLS, you on the, re- the red team or the green yellow team? team? That's well yellow documented. Team. And then, like, there's a team here in Nashville. Like, I know yeah. that. No, like, I mean, like, look, like the actual, so like the experience of going to MLS games can be really, really fun. I would, I would compare it to a mid-tier college conference where, yeah, there's going to be like passionate fan base of following for those teams, and it definitely serves a purpose, and it's exciting to have a domestic league here. But the truth is, is like if you watch yesterday's um, PSG versus Manchester City match in the Champions League. Sure. And then you watch an MLS game. It is like watching two different sports. Just like that just much in the talent pool? Just talent, skill, like the level of tactical, like kind of like what you're watching. Like it just, it's just not there yet. And that is really the story of football right now where it's just like, they're all of the money is in six or 10 clubs right now. Yeah. And so the experience you have watching the best leagues or the best teams is just going to be way better on, on it. Like just like a consumer level than it is to watch like the Philadelphia union play, you know, inter Miami or whatever. Gotcha. Now this super league thing completely dead now, correct? 
Yeah, but I wouldn't put the final nail in that coffin. I think okay. that they crashed and burned to some extent, but you know, the 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 reasons behind what they're doing and the 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 like the kind of the environment that created the need for or not the need for there, but their desire to create a European Super League hasn't changed at all, which is essentially like a real disparity of like the real like the haves and the have nots in European football and the haves being like, why are we splitting all of this money with teams that aren't as good at us as us and there they, they, you know there's like a, a group of teams they're kind of like old money teams so like real madrid barcelona juventus some spanish and italian teams and then a bunch of english i've heard teams. of those three by the way yeah I they all have. are saying what people want is to watch us play each other best they against the best they don't want to watch us play this team that just got promoted into the league and so let's create a league in which like we can like have very marketable matches against one another regularly and more importantly control the money in that in that competition whereas when they play in the Champions League UEFA runs that competition and takes a huge slice of the revenue for it so okay. when you say the nails not in the uh, that coffin yet they're going to try this again in some capacity in the next okay. 5 years like some some team and maybe next time they get PSG to go along with it, which is one of the holdout clubs or Bayern Munich to go along with it with one of the holdout clubs. Maybe they do it within UEFA. Maybe they just, I they, this is not over with. They're not just going to keep doing the way they've been doing it. Now, do you compare the Super League like you do, like you did with MLS to the European League? Like is the Super League, would have that have been to, you know, that much better than the European League? As far as um, talent goes and tactics, yeah, like on a on a basic level, sure. But I think what it would lose is the NCAA tournament factor to translate it to an American sport, where it's like every once in a while something crazy can happen. So every once in a while, Leicester can win the Premier League. Every once in a while, uh, Ajax, which is the team of the, sh- the shirt I'm wearing, they're, they're a Dutch team, can go to the semifinals and like just make a run that defies all reason and defies all like, well, they don't have enough money. How could they not? Like the Cinderella team. Yeah, they're Cinderella teams. And that is the romance that people love about, about the sport. I will say, I have not seen, I don't know anything about the sport, obviously. I had not seen as much hatred for an idea some of our ideas get hated pretty. We have come up with some stupid things. We here. come up with that. <laughs> but, but the Super League, like, I was just like, man, people are like, ready to riot about this. Yeah, which, I mean, they, they almost did. I mean, there were there were protests outside of a bunch of the stadiums in, in England. Well, it feels Eesh. like it takes away from a lot of the smaller countries who, you know, have some of the most passionate fans. They probably are the ones who are the most upset because now they don't get to see the competition of their team versus, you know, the Giants and see a David and Goliath type situation that they all hope for. Yeah, and you can kind of see this drift happening, I think, in, in the States with some of our professional leagues, like I don't know that that Celtic Sixers has the same vibe that it did in the eighties. You know what I mean? Like, like there isn't that regional feeling that regional rivalry that I think you had when guys stayed on the same team for seven and eight years and Mm -hmm. they got really tired of the dudes they would play in New York or Boston. You hated them. You got chippy. Yeah. And you have the Bruins Flyers in the seventies and eighties. Like there's, that doesn't exist today. If the roster turnover is this high and I, I, there, there are reasons for that, that I agree with. They're just not going to have that animosity. You're not going to have that baked in rivalry. And I think that that's another thing that they're talking about in Europe where they're just like, 
you shouldn't you shouldn't get to duck your local rivals because they're not on the same economic spending level of you. You know what I mean? Like that loses something that's like sport these sports franchises trying to be independent of like where they're located or what their mm-hmm. history is. It's like that sucks. You want to have yeah. like the yeah. Red Sox play this team 10 times a year and they hate each other. And that the Red Sox are somehow an extension of people in Boston. And that yeah. the Phillies are somehow an extension of people in Philadelphia. That's how the clubs in, in Europe view themselves. Speaking of Phillies, but I said we weren't going to talk anymore. Phillies. Oh my god! Did, did you see the fastball Bryce Harper took I to the face dead. last night? I, I'm, I'm surprised. Dude, <laughs> like I couldn't believe it. I, nine, believe I don't it. even like the guy. I think he's a punk. 96 mile an hour fastball to the cheek makes an IG video after. Like I'm fine. I was like, okay, you know what? <laughs> Thinking about joining the Jack Ryan Philadelphia team here. Pretty excited about it. They so. had to make a proof of life video for, for my him. goodness. <laughs> All right, so Chris, a All lot right. of our listeners did want like some specific, like, hey, these are yeah. guys in the hobby. I know you don't have a huge card connection. We don't have any soccer football connection, so it's kind of like a blending of two worlds. Just a, well, that was going to be inappropriate. I'm going to leave it alone. So the uh, first guy that everybody <laughs> asked about, Jesse, if I said what I was going to say, Jesse was like, Corey, can we cut that? It's yeah, fine. I would have. So Mbappe, I don't even know if I'm saying that yeah. name right. This Killian kid Mbappe. is like yeah. taking over the hobby world price-wise. I mean, to put in perspective, like his Prism, which is a brand of card, mm-hmm. he outsells guys like Zion, who were the phenom young kid in basketball, three to one. I mean, this kid is just insane. What are your takes on a guy like him on the on the field? Like, how good is this kid? And where do you see him going to add on to that? Okay, so uh, Kylian Mbappe plays for the, the club in Paris, PSG. Uh, he used to play for Monaco. Um, he plays for the French national team. So just so you guys are, you guys understand, right? Like you play for a club team and then you mm-hmm. also play for your national team. So you have, you, you, so for most of the year, you'll play for Real Madrid. It's like you would play for Boston and then you play for the Team USA. It's not that, but they, they just have way more regular national competitions in, in soccer. So Mbappe oh, okay. has those two different kind of profiles in some ways. And France is incredible. Like France, basically the the France bench could probably win the World Cup. You know, that's how good France is. Sheesh. So he starts at striker for France. Um, you guys are asking me this, this question at a really mm-hmm. cool time because for the last 10, 12 years, football has been dominated by two guys, Cristiano Ronaldo and Leon, Lionel Messi. Mm-hmm. Uh, formerly, uh, Ronaldo used to play for Madrid. So these guys were rivals. They were also the two best players. It was like Magic Bird. It was, it was great. We're turning the page now. Those guys Next are generation. in their 30s. They're mm-hmm. kind of sunsetting. Like it's they're still really good and their teams are still really good. But there is a real, real understanding that there is a newer generation of like best player in the world coming along. And mm-hmm. Mbappe is at the top of the list. He plays really? for a super cool team. Well, I mean, he plays <clears throat> for a team that people think are really cool. They have really nice kits, like uniforms and stuff. And he just has a lot of swagger. And he is as good of a forward as I've ever seen in my life. Like, and I'm not necessarily like a historian. I, you know, I never can't say I've seen Pele play a lot, you know, but like Mbappe is brilliant to watch. So yeah, the Zion comparison is good, but I would, I would honestly personally push it closer to LeBron. Like in those first few LeBron seasons where you're just like, now Jesse, you asked, where could he go? Like, what's the, like, here's the only issue with football right now is that the big teams get kids so young Mm-hmm. that there isn't the tra- trajectory anymore. Like, they're basically on the best team. They're on the friggin' 27 Yankees, like, immediately. You know what I mean? So oh, you don't okay. necessarily have that arc to their careers. Now, Mbappe had, like, a couple of good years for a team called Monaco, and now he's on PSG, and 
in theory, he will eventually probably go either to the Premier League or to like Real Madrid, which would be his like next step. I saw some talk about him going to Madrid. But okay. Madrid can't afford him right now because PSG is the richest team in the world. So anybody, nobody is going to be able to be like, hey, like here's 200 million euros. Like PSG is like, that doesn't really mean anything to us. They don't, they don't need Sheesh. to do that. That's Jesse money. Yeah, but <laughs> I do think it's worth noting that this kid is like going to be one of like the 10 most popular athletes in the world if he's not already. Wow. So that's I crazy because he's got the popularity and the skill. His car, I'll say this, his cards reflect that. Um, and population is something we talk about too. Like, you know, people have to get cards graded. Like, again, just to use that prism as an example, Luca has over 16,000 of these things. Mbappe has 2,600. Okay. And it just sounds like, I mean, if this kid's that good, guys are asking us, hey, is this a guy to buy? Or are we buying at the peak of the market? It doesn't seem like it. It seems like to me, from a card perspective only, and with kind of goes along with what you just said. If he's going to be good and always be relevant, at least for the next 10 years, I don't see how people would, I mean, well, it seems like now would be the time to buy. Even to, class of, to clarify that as far as price goes, is there anything we're seeing right now uh, Mbappe doing that is over and above what he usually does? Because that could account for some of the price increase. Other, <clears throat> On the other hand, if this is just like, if he's playing, you know, same level as usual, which is great, you know, this might be a good time to buy because there could be opportunity on the upside. So he, currently he plays on the same team and in the same sort of forward line, uh, if you think of it in hockey terms, with Neymar. And Neymar oh, okay. is obviously one of the most popular athletes in the world. He's the Brazilian forward. He plays for PSG, plays for Brazil. Somewhat controversial because he does a lot of theatrics out there. You know, like that's the only reason I know him. Yeah, is a controversial <laughs> player, but is brilliant, is amazing. Used to play for Barcelona. Currently, those two guys play on a forward line together. There is a chance that PSG might buy Messi this summer because Barcelona is so in debt. They have like a almost like a billion euros of debt that Whoa. they may need to sell Messi for financial reasons. In which case, PSG is the only team that can really afford him outside of Manchester City. Mbappe, Neymar, and Messi could be on the same forward line. That would essentially be, I mean, I would I would make the argument that that might be the greatest forward line in the history of the sport. You know, wow. like so, there is like that element of it. Mbappe is really, really good at just taking games over by himself, though. He did it recently in the Champions League. You know, he's just he just. I think that might be why, like, you might see some spikes in because like, if everybody is watching Champions League on a Wednesday afternoon, like the basically the whole world is a captive audience for this one game. If he performs well, all of a sudden everybody turns around. And they say to their dad, like, get me a Mbappe card. Get me an Mbappe jersey. I want to look mm -hmm. like him. I want to play like him. That's crazy. Okay. So um, you, it's funny you mentioned Neymar then. So like Neymar has this card, same brand, same grade, but from 2014, way less cards in existence anyways, or population compared to 2600. He's at like under 500. And he sells for like four fifty to five hundred dollars. So he sells for about a, even though there's way less, he sells for about a quarter of what Mbappe is selling for. No, what it's like? What what is what are the factors that go into that? What, why would that be necessarily? So hype is the biggest thing. I mean, yeah. like Luca is the number one selling young guy in the league. You know, Zion is great, but is not. I mean, sells for sixty percent of what Luca sells for. A lot of it is just the hype they come in with in basketball, in football, baseball for sure. Like initial mm -hmm. hype carries for so long. Um, whereas a guy who just is, plays really well but hasn't caught on yet, like Donovan Mitchell's a guy we talk about. Excellent player. He didn't come in with as much hype. He came in when the market wasn't hot, and so even though he's great right now, his prices don't come anywhere near reflecting that. So okay. a lot of it is just the initial, you know, the initial hype for sure. 
And when he's saying pop, he's just meaning as how far as how many of these have been graded as, say, a PSA 10 that I mean, if there was only 10 of the Neymar cards, the value would probably be much, much higher, of course, because sure. value goes up as scarcity comes in. But in this situation, we're, you know, there's not a big enough disparity before between the population between Neymar and Mbappe to say that's probably the reason why there's such a price increase. It's got to be the hype. Okay. Yeah. Here's another um, guy we got asked about a lot. And yeah. I don't know. I'm just going to say Christian P. Christian Pulisic, yeah. So he Good is yep. <laughs> this sort of great U.S. hope, right? So okay. he's from Pennsylvania. Oh, he's okay. Cool. Yeah, played a little bit. And this is one thing I wanted to talk to you guys about because I was curious. So he was he's very representative of a new generation of American players, most of whom play in Europe. So there's a group of American players, all of whom a lot of them play in Germany. Um, Germany is uh, the league that takes chances on younger players and lets them play in like the senior teams. So there's a lot of like prospects in Germany where you're like, man, this kid might be the next Steven Gerrard or next, you know, Andrea Pirlo or like these, I'm naming really popular, like great players. Lexi Lalas. And you can see it at 16, 17, right? Lalas. My guy, Lexi. So Pulisic played in Germany for a few years and then was brought over to London to play for Chelsea. So he plays for Chelsea. Just this week, he scored a big goal against Real Madrid in the Champions League. I will say the Pulisic's had like an up and down couple of years, mostly because of injury or the fact that Chelsea changes their managers a lot. So he might be favored by one coach. That coach gets fired. Next coach comes in. And I'm not so sure how I feel about Pulisic. Chelsea also just like compulsively buys a lot of players. So there's a lot of competition for positions for playing time. So mm-hmm. sometimes he can get a little edged out, but he's on a hot streak right now. And he is definitely considered the big hope of U.S. soccer. And like, you know, will be a major factor in us at the World Cup for us. At so the World Cup. how does it work then? And, and again, can apologize for my ignorance here. So you had mentioned before that Mbappe basically plays for two, two different teams, the country he's yeah. from and then uh, the club teams. Yeah. yeah. So. How does that work if you have a U.S. player? Like, are they going back and playing for a U.S. team? Yep. As so well during Pulisic that? will okay. fly back and play for the U.S. team. Now, sometimes yeah. what happens is in different competitions or at different levels of qualifying, the U.S. will have basically a, a group of guys who are playing in the U.S., in the MLS, mm-hmm. to play in certain matches, maybe to play in certain tournaments. And then there is this European cohort cohort of U.S. players who fly back and play but right now, there's this group of guys who are really, really exciting coming through. I just don't know. We haven't really seen them get tested, and they've had a couple of really rough qualifications over the last few years. So it's, it's been up and down for the U.S. national team. But the thing that I think is worth mentioning is that um, for as nerdy as people are about club football, there is still nothing like the World Cup. And the World yeah. Cup is where these guys get like absolutely minted they get like completely blown open because they become Wheaties box famous at the World Cup you know it's like you might have like guys like me or like oh yeah you know Erling Holland or Jude Bellingham is really good that nobody knows who those guys are until they play in the World Cup like that's where you Mm -hmm. become front page newspaper famous you know I watch the World Cup so right. actually, let me ask you a quick question. When is the next World Is it every four years? It is, but it's next It's next year. So okay. yeah, so there's a European championships this the summer Euro that Cup. I think will, the Euros, which is, I actually, growing up over the last 10, like 10, 12 years, like I actually prefer the Euros. The, I think that like, it's just a more exciting competition. Um, the World Cup's awesome. It's in Doha. It's in 
Qatar like you know next oh, yeah. year so it's going to be really odd because it's they're going to be playing basically indoors and it's like it's it, there's all these like environmental factors to it but yeah this is where those these guys like take the leap they wind up being becoming huge you know so is the so, euro cup is that this summer or is mm-hmm. that yeah that's oh, okay. in, it's in that, june yeah like i would think that's a massive uh you know and, and here's just because again i'm super stupid like does is that a U.S. is that a national squad competition or is that it's the a club? national squad competition? So, so like U.S. England, team will play, oh, but not in the Euros. So it'll just be England, Germany, Spain, Italy, France, Belgium, the, European, the European nations. Okay. Yeah. The, so for the U.S., they would play in something called um, the Gold Cup. You know, and it's that's basically um, I think it's the Gold Cup. That's like U.S., Mexico, Panama, Costa Rica. Oh, you know, okay. the, like you know the 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 sort of North and Central American uh, uh, nations. Um, so, Chris, another name that comes up a lot when we're talking about Mbappe is the this guy, Holland. Is that yes. how you pronounce it? Yeah, this is the guy oh. I want to talk to you guys about. You got this. Hold on. First of all, you have never pronounced a name right on the show. I, I know how <laughs> this to say is bull, things. This is no, bullcrap. It's Chris. pretty phonetic. It's just uh, Holland. Yeah. <laughs> he I can't mean, say I'm Mike not the right one nine asking, times out of... Oh, my God. I'm not you're the one such asking a clown. if the U.S. is playing in the Euro Cup. <laughs> Okay. I don't know what the Euro Cup Dude. is. These guys are kicking balls around the yellow and green team. I don't know what's happening. You're pronouncing Holland, Holland correct. Holland. Oh, what's going gross. on with him? He seems to be dominating. He, what's, the, what's the co-host pool first, Chris? What's that? What are the chances? What You know the ring. <laughs> where, where do I go to get another coat? This is such bullcrap. Do you want to put a, suge- like a, a piece of paper in the suggestion box? <laughs> Michael Scott style. I'm going to pull these suggestions out. This is This is crap. a guy I really wanted to talk to you guys okay. about. This Thank is you. Mbappe before he gets to PSG. This is... Oh, okay. So Holland is a one-man, like, destroyer. Like, is one of the most dynamic exciting, thrilling, also incredibly charming and charismatic players in the world. He plays for a team called Borussia Dortmund, which is in Germany. They are basically the second best team in Germany, third best team in Germany. But what they do is they play young guys a lot. Like they are the like, they're the place where if you're 17, 18 and you want to start, you go and play at Borussia Dortmund if you're really good. Because often, you know, Hmm. you'll have to wait until you're 22, 23 to really get into the team. Holland came over from, I think he was playing in Austria. He moved over to, to, to Germany. He's setting the world on fire. But this is like, I, I hope that this makes sense to people, but this would be like getting in on Luca at Real Madrid when he wasn't playing it. You know what I mean? Like, it really? feels like what will happen is Holland will go now, whether it's this summer or next summer, to Manchester City, Manchester United, Liverpool, Real, Barcelona, the one of the big teams. And you will not be able to like get him off your television screen. But right now, I would say he's like still kind of like an unknown commodity relative to a Messi. You know what I mean? Relative to a um, Ronaldo. So I don't know what his cards are doing, but this dude and um, he and Mbappe are pegged to be the next Messi and Ronaldo. So it's wow. interesting you say that because like Mbappe, for example, like his rookie card, um, they have the same brand of rookie card. I think they're a different year. Mbappe is doing again for like a gem mint average about 1900 and there's 530 of them or as Holland mm-hmm. still, I hate Jesse very good, good. <laughs> Holland same product tops chrome same population he outsells him by probably 500 bucks he's averaging like 23 to 2400 so he's he's outselling him but okay. not by like a vast amount especially if Mbappe is like kind of top of his game like being well known already 
That's that, that's interesting. That's interesting. So did that huh. that so that says that Holland doesn't have as much like as as much room to grow as I yeah, kind of would doesn't imagine. Sound like it. Okay. Well, I mean, in any case, Weird. he's 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 dynamite. Like, and you know, interestingly enough, you know, like he's going to have to go to a new team to really play deep into the Champions League, mm-hmm. and because he is, I believe, from Denmark, you know, the chances are that they are not going to make very big deep. European Championship or or um or let me just make sure let me see if he's Danish or Norwegian I can't remember. Hey Jesse, no, oh, he's, he's Norwe- doing this. He's Norwegian. Oh, okay, I want Jesse to pronounce the next name after. By the way, get <laughs> so that he's, one right. Holland is Norwegian, so I, it's unlikely that they're going to make deep World Cup runs. So really, all of his kind of like gains that he's going to make are going to be in the Champions League. So even that guy though, that's kind of like Luca on the Mavs. Like he's not going to do. He's unbelievable. We know he's great, but he's getting knocked out first okay, round. Okay, so yeah, yes, yes. So, so I mean, I maybe was, there is I some was, top. Well, I was looking. So that's what I was doing just now. Was pulling up Holland. Uh, I was looking up his PSA ten that is currently so that his card hit for his 2019 tops Chrome is going for about 2400. Right. Um, but it had highs just a few weeks ago. Of upwards of forty two hundred. Wow! Do you, was there anything yeah. going on a couple of weeks ago? Or they were he... still in the Champions League. Like oh, Dortmund okay. got eliminated, so I think that there is like people just aren't seeing him. Nobody's watching Dortmund because they're in like fourth or fifth place in Germany, and he's not in the Champions League anymore. This is why people think he's going to wind up going to a bigger club to get deeper runs into the Champions League. I wonder really? if now's the time to buy him then. If the, when do you is guys the Euro? Know, do you guys know how the Champions League works? Right. No. Okay. I never Please. Champions Basically, League. it's a so like in each each of the countries there is a there's like a league like an NBA or whatever. But it's like so, um, the top four teams at in the in the top of each league get to go play in a Champions League, and that's run parallel to their leagues where it's like the last year's best four teams are now in the Champions League. And then they well, have basically like a huge tournament to see who wins to be the best club in Europe. Like a March oh, wow. Madness type setup almost? Uh-huh. But it's it's like imagine March Madness running parallel to the actual NCAA season. Wow. That's pretty cool. So yeah. that is, is that still happening? And That's what's still- happening now. That happened okay. yesterday. That, but he's was, just eliminated. He's Yeah, he's been eliminated for a couple of weeks, which might explain the value thing. So what's a bigger draw just in, in terms of just viewership and popularity? The Champions League or the Euro Cup is it the Euro I think Cup? it goes. I think it goes World Cup, Champions League, Euros. If I had to go in order of okay. popularity, so I mean, I, I would imagine that we're still going to see a big bump for these guys when the Euros start. I think so for sure, and I also think you know, like it'll be happening. I think that the it'll be the end of the NBA Finals when the um when the Euros start, but there won't be a lot of competition. We still don't know what's going on with the Olympics, so it's like there might it might be the only game in town in the summer aside from baseball. You know, in terms of which what would people be are insane. watching, yeah, because yeah. like with NBA bubble last year, just it was the only thing like everybody paid attention. It was the only yeah. thing going. So yeah. that's um, crazy. Okay, I want to <clears throat> ask one more new guy, and then I want to talk about goats for a second. Like who you think greatest are? The animals. Um, okay. So um, this <laughs> say guy, the name, Jesse. His name, if you turn the S and the U around, it'd be a funny name, Ansu Fati. Yeah, right. So how, how do you pronounce his name, Chris? Ansu Fati, he got it. Oh my! Oh, it feels good. Oh, it feels good. Golly, Barcelona player. Me and Chris Uh, got this. And so Barca has a legacy of every generation. They have like a kid who comes along, and everybody is just tearing their hair out over him. So it was messy. It was messy. Well, there have been a couple who have been almost great. 
and then they wind up flaming out. So before Messi or after Messi, there was this kid named Boyan who actually just like never panned out, but had like a real run in the beginning of his career. Ansu Fati is like basically that next kid for them. So he's, he's like the next great Barcelona prospect. Really? Okay. Jesse so, couldn't pronounce Tom Brady right if I gave him nine shots. <laughs> but he's just nailing all these, you know. Five, this is, see, this is what's frustrating. I, now I'm seeing Jesse's le- his floor. Maybe we're is finding so, out that Jesse actually had this I is his destiny soccer. is to be a football analyst. <laughs> I love I, football. I, I tell you what we're finding it. out. I'm not long for the ring. <laughs> you don't need me here. He's got the background already. This, I this already, weird chemistry. I know how to ask he's hard usually questions. he's always always <laughs> awkward. He can't even say hello to Simmons without being like, hey, hi, hi. <laughs> He scares me. Jack Ryan okay. comes in, and Jesse's just living the dream, Jack Bauer he, style. He gives me a Good lot of confidence. Grief. Chris, I, questions. Before you go, Goats, hang on, Jess. I do have one guy, just a okay. general buy-sell we had some questions on. At this point in his career, all things equal. You know, mm-hmm. market's going to stay the same. Just this kid's personal trajectory is, was Neymar. I mean, if, if this kid just baseline is selling for $1,000 right now, and again, that's just a made-up even number, is this a guy you think, hey, in the future he's going to, He's going to ascend from there, or do you think he's kind of topped out and it's a good time for people to sell? That's a great question, man. I I think he's got another World Cup win in him, if that matters to you. I, I do think that he has had some pretty significant injuries in the past. He gets hit, like guys tackle him pretty hard. I don't I don't think his career will end because of injury, but he he is like he is this is as good as he's gonna be. I don't know if Neymar, Neymar is gonna be. He could. He still has to win the Champions League. Is the, with Paris. He hasn't done that with Paris yet. But I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be mad at selling on him. This is pretty okay. high for him. Yeah, and I do think like they're gonna basically become Mbappe's team as they go forward. Gotcha. Because Mbappe's French, Neymar's Brazilian. I think for PSG to have a French best player is like it has a lot of value. Perfect there. storm, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, Jess, you got right. a couple of quick questions. Can we hit you with a couple of mailbag yeah. questions from Let's listeners? Do Does that work? Let's do it. Yeah. So okay. that actually ties in perfectly with the goat question. So Corey Donovan from Facebook was wanting to know who do you view as the goat of soccer uh, football? Um, and, and he mentions a few names: Maradona, Pele, Messi. Anybody currently playing? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, for me in my like football watching lifetime, it's Messi. Uh, never, you know, I think that Messi is the most brilliant player I've ever seen. I think that um, you could make an argument. Like, I actually like personally like love watching old film of Cruyff play Johan Cruyff, who's like a, a Dutch player who was like really revolutionary in terms of not only like tactics, but just also like the way he played. He has this thing called the Cruyff turn, which is essentially doing like a three sixty on a, on a defender with, with the ball, like you can dribble oh, basically wow. in a circle. So, uh, those are two, my two favorite guys. Although most, most people would say probably Pele. Really? Okay. Pele is um, like most people's Jordan. Yeah. But I, I mean like, I think Pele is more like most people's like Bill Russell, you know what I mean? Like where gotcha. it's like, look, like when you look at the numbers, it's kind of hard to like deny that. But like for me, it's messy. Gotcha. Interesting. Nice. Um, all right. So we have, let's see. Here's one from Kyle Warren Johnson. How far do you see the U.S. going in the World Cup in 2022? That sums it up right there. Dude, it's so hard. <laughs> they're a young team and, and so many countries are, are, are so good now. It's like they're getting... It, it, there's not like these traditional powerhouses. You really do get competition from everywhere. 
Honestly, I think that they're probably were I, I, I am more looking to 26 because that's right. when the the World Cup is coming to the States. Um, and I think that that generation of kids will be in their true prime in 26. So not far is the answer. I'd like probably. to see them get out of the group <laughs> stage. So basically get okay. out of like that first part of it. All right. That's our um, goal. That's our goal with the show at the ringer. I told Jesse. I was get like, out of the group stages. We're, we're in month. We're in month three. Yeah. We're just we're, we're doing trying to work. We are looking forward to that six month mark. Um, Matthew Deal uh, wants to know. So let's say Holland and Mbappe are the Tatis and Acuna um, uh-huh. of the yeah. football world. Who are the Jason Dominguez, Wanda Franco of the soccer world that that they just haven't broken out yet? Like super young prospects, not even yeah. on the scene necessarily. So there's two other kids who play for Borussia Dortmund, which is the team that Holland plays for, that are on the way up, right? So there's a kid named Jaden Sancho who plays, I think, left wing. Uh, he's British. He's like 18, 19. And then the really, really exciting one is this kid Jude Bellingham, who's also British and or English and plays for Borussia Dortmund in midfield. And he's like 16. And he's Whoa. awesome. Like he will probably, he is making a case to be picked for the European Championships this year, even though he's that young. Wow. Hey, let me ask you then. Do, you a, me- do you a little mentioned- check for me right now. What's Bell, like, what's, what's the action on Bellingham? Like, tell me, like, I'm curious how early the, the this kind of person gets picked up. So I've got Jaden, I've got Jaden in front of me. Jaden, okay. same year as Holland. Um, Doing it. Basically all things equal across the board. He sells for about. 20-ish percent of what Holland said. Like if 20, Holland we said was at 24, 2,500, right. this kid's under 600. So I think Sancho's probably going to get a big move this summer and will be on Manchester United, likely Manchester United, possibly Manchester City. And I think that that will, so I, if, you, if, you, if, you're, if you're interested in like getting in early on somebody, he might be somebody to look at. Okay. Wow. And Jess, are you checking up the guy he, he asked? No, Belling. Okay. I, I didn't get it, the name. It's Jude J U D E Bellingham, B E L L I N G H A M. Okay, let me but find you, out. So you're so like that. So Jaden, for example, though, like you yeah. just said, like in, almost in the prospect stage, like single A, mm-hmm. he's ready. Could be a good buy. Yeah, that's what we try to throw like some of these listeners. Like, hey, this is a guy because and, and a lot of these guys are patient. Like in the hobby now, it's a weird thing. Guys view this as, I mean, almost like a crypto type scenario. Like, yeah. hey, we know Bitcoin is like. You know, Bitcoin is messy. That's cool. And it's like a safe play. But like, what's the Dogecoin type guy we can yeah, get in now? Like, there's lots of dudes out there who... And it, I, I'm not sure how the card industry like views the non-goal scorers. You know, like basically like the guys who score all the goals have all the highlights. But then mm-hmm. for if you're a football fan, you might look at somebody like Phil Foden who plays for Manchester City and is like 20 or something and is is it's been really really great this season and plays for the best manager in the world so his like potential is being really like well like, it's be really well groomed i don't know though like it doesn't necessarily always convert to like goals so i don't know whether or not that doesn't that does or doesn't matter to the card community the hobby is super biased pitchers have no market like a yeah. guy could throw a perfect game he'll sell high for a week and then he drops off okay um e- even like um, in football running backs people just hate running backs like it doesn't it equates, but it does the value compared to what how good they are never equates to the value. Like, okay. So I, I would I would guess it's the same in in football, but I'm not sure. Is Jude was Jude the 16 year old? Yeah. Okay. Man, he I can't believe it. he's got cards going for 500 bucks for his PSA 10. That's well, what that's do we got here? 500. So give me a year and a brand, Jay. 2020. Um, the. Uh, <laughs> 
Perfect. Tops. I'm trying to read it. Tops now is what the brand is. That's going for five hundred bucks. Five hundred dollars. Yeah. And that's a crap. That's like a super cheap. That's weird. So he is he is far outselling Jade Jaden Sancho. I'm sure that kid will, this kid Jude Bellingham will probably be starting in central midfield for England for the next twelve years. Like you wow. know what I mean? Like like he's, he's Jason that, Dominguez. He's that good. Yeah. Yikes. Okay. Crazy. Right, cool. Throw us um, one more, Jabo. Well, let's do a name you can't pronounce, please. Just find <laughs> one of those. Wayne um, Gretzky. <laughs> Michael, uh, Michael do, Jordan. Jordan. Uh, let's do Brent Schultz. We're going back to the MLS here. He says, it, is MLS worth getting into with its growing popularity, even though it's only popular in America? They're going to need to keep some of these American talents in house for longer than they are. And I don't, I don't know how that changes. So there's Money. no... Yeah, it's basically money and it's glory. Like if you're the best team in MLS, you're only the best team in MLS. You're not also playing against Real Madrid or Barcelona. And right now, if you play for Chelsea, you can play Manchester United and Liverpool and then you can go play Juventus or you can go play, you know, uh, AC Milan or something like that. Like you can have this sort of multiplicity of, of like competitions. Whereas in the States, even though you do play like a Mexican league team or something like that, it's just not as a... High profile competition. So mm. between them not having enough money and not having enough glory, it's I look like long tail. I do think that the MLS will be successful and they have run it in a really financially responsible and sustainable way. So let's say in 10 years, kids just don't watch baseball anymore because it just takes too long. Or let's just say I don't the bottom, think they watch it now. Yeah, but let's say <laughs> no. the bottom falls out on some one of the major sports somehow. MLS could be there and and over the long haul. You know, if you have a kid and your kid loves football and you want to take him to go see football, so you take him to MLS games and that starts to like, you know, you basically regenerate fans over the course of generations. Yeah, like in 10, 15 years, MLS could be huge. But right now, it's just like, it, like I said, it's basically like asking a mid-major college just to compete with like Ohio State. Okay. I just don't see it changing. Okay, not anytime soon. Yeah. Interesting. Well, that's some cool stuff about the other guys. I mean, there's a few guys I marked down here that'd be good. I mean... That's like I said, that's kind of what we try to throw at people. Like, hey, here's some value people. And well, you know, you is, get, let me, I want to come back on right when the Euros start and we can do like a it. Euros primer so that we can be like, here's, here's like five guys to maybe take a chance on before they're about to, they, they pop in the Euros. Cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll do it. I mean, let's be honest. You outrank us so far. Like, that's what, like, <laughs> guys, Simmons just so you know, that, I'm the new host of this show. Yeah. Simmons, Simmons will say, like, you know what? I, I want to come back sometime. I'm like, Bill, I don't. You, you tell us when we're canceled and when you're coming on. I don't have any say. So, no, we, we get so... It is crazy. I've been in the hobby for years. The card hobby, super sports fan, everything cards. It is crazy the amount of popularity soccer... I keep calling it soccer. is picking up, though, lately. Even in the card world, like, guys would never grade stuff before. Now they're grading everything because the markets are just... And it doesn't seem like it's slowing also with down the popularity. Anytime. Like once you know to look for it, you'll notice like walking around, you just see kids wearing like PSG stuff and you just yeah. see kids wearing like, they just like think about it. Next time like you go out when, you know, whatever, look to see how many kids are wearing like a Barcelona shirt. You'll see like five kids. Like it's just really weird, but you'll notice it's like, this is what these younger kids, they're all playing FIFA. They all know who is on Sevilla now and they want to like buy them in FIFA to like so if everybody's playing these games and everybody's watching these matches and everybody's buying these jerseys like that market is there we just don't know it yet yeah 
That's crazy. That's. I mean, honestly, like I just remember the only only memory I have of soccer growing up. This kid Matt I went to middle school with showed up with this bright blue Juventus shirt, and we were like, "What is he, what is this? <laughs> First of all, what is this? Second yeah. of all, that's not even a real sport." Dude. And yeah. now, especially here in Nashville, soccer is even the ML. I don't even know the name of the team here, but even that was like big news for us here yeah. in Nashville. Like people were super pumped about it. So the Cowboys, country, country boys. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. stick, stick to name. the name stick to the name sweetheart <laughs> well chris hey we really appreciate it man everybody said we're getting a rock star on here so yeah we it, thanks so much for having killed me on, it, man. I, we it really had a blast. good time so yeah, hopefully next time we talk me. philly will be out and the euro cup will be just revving away so <laughs> that's right now appreciate the time man thank you so much talk to you guys soon all right thanks. have a good one all right so there you go that was chris jack ryan is his name J- chris ryan yeah your new no, buddy we got it Jess, yeah. the Jesse. I can't wait for the J and J show. J and J show. Jesse and Jack. It's going to be awesome. Just talking. His name's not Jack, just to clarify. If all anybody's things, actually fo- all things football. So uh, there you go. Don't ask good. us any more questions until <laughs> June when Chris comes back. Uh, yeah, I like, I mean, I know it's a crazy explosive market. There's a ton of talent. I like that even though he's not a card guy, he kind of threw that angle in. Like, hey, these are guys you yeah. can get in on. So that was the point. I, I like there that we go. have guys that the listeners can now actually keep track of and watch. Because, I mean, we couldn't even offer that before. I know people can't see this, but if you don't stop touching your face, I'm going to kill myself. You have been touching your face the whole show. What did you say? Put your hands... Whenever I do this, this is just mocking you. Put your hands under the table. They don't need to be Why? No one can see it. We don't even have video anymore, Mike. We're losing it. Next thing, we're losing audio. Get Chris back on here. He's a big (laughs) wig at the ringer. Why is it we can't get video? This is... Bull. Corey, uh, anyways, that is up. your Thursday show. Uh, Thank you. Big plans for the weekend? I think not. Um, I don't have any. Eating healthy, living the life. Oh, important check-in. How seven are things going? Pounds uh, really? since Monday. So from Monday to Thursday, I've lost seven pounds. Dang. It's, here's the thing, though. People, I skinny people don't get this, and fat people get it all. They understand. You, as a heavy person, you can lose upwards to. 15 to 20 pounds in a week if you're really, really pushing it. Like, really? a lot of this is going to be water weight. Uh, I so carry we're not more expecting water. seven. I, no. You saw the response. You saw something. I'm more in touch with the socials than you are. There was a ton of oh, response from it. Like, people I pumped people you're gonna- private messaging me all week today. Like, people keep listening, and I guess from last episode. But yeah, super, super positive. The J&J show talking well, football and weight loss. So long as I keep losing We're weight, I, I have a feeling as soon as I gain a pound back, everybody oh, jumps off the, the out, you, off the ship. YouTube, yep. the YouTube crowd <laughs> turns. All right, guys, that's your show. We will be back with you on Monday. Uh, we'll probably recap the draft. I know we didn't do a ton of draft talk today. I just want to see what happens with it. We'll talk about it then. Make sure you listen everywhere you get your podcasts. This is brought yes. to you by the Ringer Podcast Network and Spotify. And uh, if you're going to be in Wisconsin. Wisconsin Dells will be there oh, next yeah. Thursday and Friday and Saturday. Next. No, 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 no. You're, you're a week early. Two weeks. Oh, it is? Oh. It's the middle of the month. Yep. Okay. Wisconsin yeah. Dells card show. It's going to be a massive card show. Me and Jesse will be there. We'll have some free merch. Yes, so, we will. Uh, I don't know if it'll be free. Limited. But we'll have it. We'll have it. So we'll have fun with that. There you go. Catch Thanks, you guys. all later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>